So I was looking at analytics for this podcast, and I was really surprised to learn that we have a very strong contingent of listeners in Germany. How about that? Huh? And this is not a joke, by the way. We actually do. Uh, so in honor of you guys, I have learned a little bit of German. Ich muss ins Badersimmer gehen. And that's all I know. Uh, my Duolingo membership expired, or I, I probably would have learned more. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Oh, that's that's oh my goodness. goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, let's go ahead and get into it. That German joke was made with Google Translate. Uh, so if it says anything other than I have to go to the bathroom, I am sorry. That was the joke, though, for any only English speakers out there. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I'm really just a 12-year-old wearing a fake mustache. But anyways, welcome back. We're doing week nine starts and sits today, and I am very excited to get back to my bread and butter. I'm back in the driver's seat, uh, and I'm here to make some picks. We missed Thursday Night Football because of the deadline episode messing up our whole schedule, so that is my bad. Uh, I'm sorry about that, guys. I hope you enjoyed the Texans-Eagles game last night. The Texans put up a much better fight than I thought they would. And this is a tough week for fantasy football. There are six teams on their bye this week. Count them six. Those teams are the 49ers, the Broncos, the Browns, the Cowboys, the Giants, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that means no CMC, no George Pickens, no Nick Chubb, no Dak, no Saquon, and absolutely worst of all, no Mr. Unlimited. So that leaves us with a little bit of a less diverse field to work with than usual, so to speak. But there's still plenty of great matchups that we can take advantage of this week. So let's go ahead and get right into them. Remember when I said Travis Etienne would be a top 10 fantasy back the next few weeks? Because I do. And I also remember the responses to that. But I will spare y'all the embarrassment and not get the receipts out right now. Even the biggest Etienne hater would probably have to admit this is a great week to start him, though. Vegas is a tasty matchup, as I like to say. And Etienne could have a game similar to what Kamara did last week. Now, that is not me saying he goes for 41 points, but I think he'll be similarly involved as a runner and a receiver like Kamara was last week. We saw him last week. He's the guy now. He saw 24 carries. That's 10 more than any other game. He cleared 100 yards for the second week in a row, having his first career game of 150 plus on the ground. He also caught three passes. And while he didn't really manage to get much done with them, that's absolutely not typical of him. This is an absolute must-start game for any Etienne owners out there. Do not end up regretting leaving him on your bench. Get him on your squad. Here's a riskier one for you. Raheem Moster and the Dolphins take on the Bears this week. And the Dolphins just added Jeff Wilson Jr., so I know this sounds like a weird pick, but stay with me here. The Bears field the second-worst rushing defense in the NFL ahead of only the one-win Texans. The Dolphins haven't done a great job of running the ball this year, hence the addition of Wilson, but Mostert has been the lead guy when they've done it. And I think the addition of Wilson will actually give Mostert a better change of pace back as his backup, which could actually end up making him better, especially in a game where Wilson, who is still adapting to the playbook and his new team, shouldn't really be overly involved. Uh, the Dolphins have had to rely on their passing game and rally to win several games this year, which has kept Mostert and the run game in general out of the game plan. But this week, the Bears should be a game the Dolphins win handily. 
a few Tyree kill bombs and they're up by 14 points and they are running the ball to drain the clock. And that is where our boy Raheem Moster comes in to get us plenty of fantasy points. Sounds like a perfect plan. It's just, it's too easy. Am I right? This next guy still needs to get to 100% for this to work out, but if he does, this is a total slam dunk. Alan Lazard missed the game against Buffalo, and boy, did it show. The passing offense simply could not get going, and only Romeo Dobbs was able to do much. Christian Watson has a concussion and was limited at Thursday's practice, so he's questionable at least again. He's played just 104 snaps so far this year. That is rough. They really need to get that guy on the field. So with Lazard set to return against Detroit with an angry Aaron Rodgers in tow, look out Ford Field because uh, this one could get ugly. The Packers will be looking to get back on track. They own the Lions just like they own the Bears. So I am rolling with Lazard this week. I think Rodgers says, I just, I trust Lazard more than any of these other dudes. He's because of been dropping passes. Even Dobbs has dropped a few passes. And I think he just goes to Lazard over and over this week. I think this would be a great fantasy game for him. Absolute must start. And then here's a weird one for you. Kyle Pitts has been off and on this year, and I know a lot of you probably do not trust him anymore, and I can't really blame you. Uh, you didn't draft him this early for him to be tight end 18 through eight weeks. That's rough. But trust me on this one, last week was no mirage. That's Pitts as he should be, that 19-point game. He will be that way again this week against the Chargers. I, I just know it. The Falcons have struggled to move the ball through their wideouts, and Drake London has dipped in productivity massively since week three. Nobody else has been able to consistently fill that hole. They've tried with Olamide Zacchaeus, who I really hope I pronounced his name correctly. They've tried with a lot of different guys. It's just not really working. Until Kyle Pitts started to step up last week. He saw nine targets. He catches five of them. He goes for 80 yards. He scores. He's a great start this week against the Chargers defense. They just lost their best secondary player in J.C. Jackson. And you should remember their secondary was their biggest weak point last year. That's why they brought J.C. Jackson in. I really do expect that to show this week. Let's get into my sits of the week here. And we are starting with a player I actually like a lot. And it's a total bummer, but he's just not gotten off to a great start this year. Uh, really awesome story with him still. Brian Robinson, unfortunately, is averaging just 3.3 yards per carry. And he faces a stifling Vikings run defense that's allowing less than 40 ground yards per game from RB1s. That is unfortunately just about as bad of a matchup as it gets. And when you add in the likelihood of the commander spending most of this game trailing, it's not a week to start him. The commanders have actually been really getting things going through Terry McLaurin and Taylor Heineke, who's recently taken over a quarterback for them. So I do expect them to lean on the passing game, try to go with the hot hand. That's Terry. That's Taylor. Brian Robinson probably not going to play a huge role this week. Next up, we've got Mike Jasicki. Jasicki has been a bit inconsistent this year, but he's had some great games. Uh, his great games all happen to coincide with Durham Smythe missing or being limited in the game, however. That's... That's peculiar, isn't it? Uh, with Smythe expected to be back in action this week, I think we see Jasicki's role diminish again. Watch the Smythe situation like an absolute hawk. If you plan on Jasicki being a part of your squad on Sunday, you need to be paying attention to this. Uh, I'm telling you guys, the correlation between Jasicki being bad for fantasy when Durham Smythe is on the field and good for fantasy when Durham Smythe is off the field is a little bit too consistent to ignore. So I absolutely would be watching that situation if you are planning on having Jasicki as part of your team. Uh, two more here. 
Andy Dalton, he's been a pretty solid option as the new Saints QB over the last few weeks. He faces a very tough matchup this week, though, against the Baltimore defense. They started off slow. They were a team that I even had as like a, you should start quarterbacks and receivers against them for a minute there. But then over the last six weeks, they've allowed just five passing touchdowns. That's pretty impressive. Great turnaround from them. And they just added Roquan Smith as well. Roquan should be able to be at least a little bit involved this week. Ravens defense, I don't think you can trust Dalton against them. They looked a little bit too good. Last one is another one that is a bit painful for me, just sort of like Brian Robinson. Uh, Jacoby Myers is a sit this week after a great game against the Jets last week. Uh, He faced a very tough Colts secondary that has made life hard on receivers for fantasy. Mac Jones taking back the reins for that offense. And the whole thing is just a bit of a mess that I think you should probably avoid. Uh, I know I've said this before, but you got to trust me this time. This is the week to avoid Jacoby Myers. All right, y'all. It's getting pretty late. Uh, I cannot wait to get back to recording on Wednesdays. uh, So I do not have to wait for Thursday night football to be over to get started. It's, It's keeping me up late, guys. Anyway, I will see you on Tuesday. Until then, have a great weekend, win your matchup, and as always, take care, guys. He is someone to watch. I'm right here, right now. And that is interesting. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Let's do it. I'm excited to hear this. I'm excited. Uh, Let's go ahead and get into it.